You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you for another spoiler-free movie review. And in this instance, I don't really give two shits if we spoil it or not because you've seen it, you know it, and you don't need to see this one because this movie that we're about to talk about is not worth seeing. We're here to talk about the remake of The Lion King, the iconic Disney classic, one of the greatest animated films of all time that has seemingly had a massive turd dumped all over it by the company who made it because this is what we're here to talk about. My name is Ben and I had a quote but I decided to remove it and turn it into something stupid like a slam poetry or a quote from another Disney movie because that's the extent of what how dumb this movie is. And my name is Mallory. <laughs> I'm just in shock by that quote by Ben. You, you, you don't. You were you were singing before. I didn't know if you wanted to. Me, mom, mom, That's not how it goes. Um. Yeah. Look, this movie is shit. I'm sorry. I can't hold back. I've been holding on for two whole days to talk about this movie. Um, we, we waited. We thought Colin was going to see it. It was going to be Colin and I talking about it. I posted a very long ranty post on Facebook about how this movie is horrible. And Colin messaged me and basically said to me, um, we decided not to go see it and save money on a babysitter based on your recommendation. <laughs> so um, I hope that... I can uh, do the same for a lot of people this evening or today, whenever you are listening to this, to save your money. I feel like I'm going to be doing most of the talking this one and ranting and raving, so I'm going to, I'm going to pass the microphone a little bit over to you, Mallory. Mallory, what was your thoughts on the Lion King remake? It was pretty awful. <laughs> that's, that's all you want to say? Yes. Now, okay, why do you think it was awful? Like... Give me some of your... Because you, you, we talked about this obviously like a week or so ago on um, our uh, animated, the recap of the, the, the original, the classic. Um, you know, not one of the Disney movies that you've seen the most. Uh, sort of you focus on a lot of the other ones. But um, I guess your impressions of why it was horrible. What was what was this about this that you didn't like? Well, the songs were awful. The, okay. There were bits and pieces of the songs that were good. It was just the way that it was mixed was... Well, it just wasn't. It was just layered on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other, instead of properly mixing, I felt. Because it was just like they got the voice actors to sing and then didn't think about what the other voice actors in the same song were doing. And that really bothered me. Um, I'm sure other things bothered me. It's just, it's, you go. That'll, that'll pop up as we go along. Yep. As, as as people heard the other week when we talked about this, now we're just going to sing the Lion Sleeps tonight. Um, as we talked about, obviously, on the full recap, you know, this movie to me is just absolute peak childhood, you know, seven when the original came out. And I'm not the biggest Disney person. I'm not the biggest animated person. I'm not like Mallory who, who loves all these Disney movies. You know, uh, The Lion King is basically the one I like. I like Mulan. I like the Toy Stories. I like the Pixar movies, but it's sort of, that's kind of where it, you know, it stops for me. So this is an absolute staple of my childhood. I've seen the original so many times. Uh, I ranked it in my top 50 movies of all time. So I was always so skeptical about this. I just, I just no interest into to why they were doing this. 
you know, I get the cash cow that Disney are basically doing with these live action ones. We talked a bit about it with Aladdin when that came out earlier this year. Uh, you know, we talked about it during Beauty and the Beast, all these sort of things that have come about it. But I think kind of each of those has a reason to exist. Aladdin has human characters in it. The Jungle Book had a human character in it. Beauty and the Beast, human characters in it. This is fully animal related. So when you turn around and say you're creating a real life version of this, you're not. You just got some fancy computers now in 2019 to make these photorealistic. And other than that, you're just basically doing exactly what you did with the original, but you're making it so much worse because, yes, this movie visually looks incredible. It does look photorealistic. These lions and creatures look fantastic. Africa looks beautiful. But that's a huge problem with this film because the original Lion King. You you want to talk right now? I feel like I, I need to. When she's got that look in her face, hang on. What do you what do you need to say? The stupid freaking way they talk. It looks ridiculous. Like yes, everything else about the CGI is amazing, but the way they talk is awful. We, we, yeah, well, that's sort of that's, that's sort of leading into my point here. That's I completely agree because the, the original, a cartoon, you have a way of making characters obviously express themselves in a way that you can't with human characters. So when you've done Beauty and the Beast, I guess Jungle Book's a really good comparison here. John Favreau directed that; it's got animals, but the lighter side of the Jungle Book was easily expressible. You think of um, Baloo, the bear. When he's with Mowgli, like, Baloo has expression on his face. When they're singing Bare Necessities and kind of joking around, the honey scene, I'm thinking about all those sort of things. Like, there's expression on, on Baloo's face. The the big monkey, Christopher Walken, when he's like, hey, hey, I want to be like you. Like, he's got expression. Like, it kind of fits with it. The Lion King, the original, is a dark cartoon film, but it's also a bit campy. Like, Scar's a very campy villain. Like, there's a lot of humour to it. Like, you think about, I just can't wait to be king when he's jumping up on the flamingos and all that sort of things. Like, there's a there's fun cartoonish elements mixed with the darkness. But on what you're saying, when you've got a photorealistic lion attempting to to say things that are cartoonish and everything like that. It just doesn't work. There's just something visually about the way these animals talk in this movie that doesn't fit with what has been said. And the other issue with what is being said as well, you kind of touched on the fact that the songs sound laid on top of each other. Literally every line in this movie sounds delivered by somebody who's been given a script of the original and sat in a booth by themselves and just done a basic read-through. There is no expression. There is no charisma on any of the, the lines delivered. And I know in a lot of animated movies, you don't have the actors in the studio at the same time working off each other, but they still can make it work. This literally sounds like none of these actors met throughout this, and there was no bouncing off or anything. There's no charisma. There's no chemistry between any of these characters. It falls flat. It looks flat when they talk. And then you mix that in the fact that of all the live-action Disney movies I've seen, this is maybe the most shot-for-shot closeness to the original that I ha- that I know, because I-, I don't know Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin that as well as I know The Lion King. Yeah, there are different elements which they've added to this, but like legitimately line for line, scene for scene, I would say 85% of this movie is the same as the original. And then that's a huge problem when you've got a, a, a realistic CGI lion cub singing, I just can't wait to be king, trying to get rid of a bird. 
when you basically are saying, oh, no, we're not going to have him jumping up on flamingos and dancing around stuff. We're going to keep this a bit serious because it just didn't work, did it? Like, that scene was woefully bad among many of them. Yes. It just didn't live up to the old one as all. Like, it just wasn't fun. And that's that's the thing. Like, that's where this ultra-realism just doesn't work in this movie because there is nothing fun about this film. And going through what I was saying about how the lines are sort of delivered solo in a booth and it just sounds so flat, you've got great actors in this movie. Donald Glover, great actor. Seth Rogen, great actor. I cannot pronounce the guy's name who plays Scar. Cheerwald, Age of Four. I think that's how you say his name. Great actor. Um, John Oliver is great in comedic roles, and we'll talk about him too because I'm obviously a huge John Oliver fan. And even James Earl Frickin' Jones, the original Mufasa, from the liking, the only original actor in this movie, he phones this in. Like, he just sounds bored. It's almost like they just shut him in a studio and he's like, going, why am I reading this again? I read this 25 years ago. This is Darth frickin' Vader sounding bored in this movie. He read exactly the same lines 25 years ago. He sounds bored. They should have just used the lines from the first time. They, they, they literally should have. They should have just said, James, how you doing? It's Disney. What's up? Um, we're remaking The Lion King. We want you to play Mufasa. But look, hey, we'll pay you like a million bucks if we can just use the recorded lines you did in 1994. And he would have been like, yes, Disney, that's okay. <laughs> Padme, no. Um, you haven't quite gotten up to those yet. But it's, oh, it's so bad. And, like, I will say, the one actor in this movie that has a bit of expression about them is Beyonce. But, but, the problem with Beyonce having expression about her is the the, the biggest changes in this movie is around the character of Nala because they're using it purely as a vehicle for Beyonce to fit in a song so she can sell an album, essentially. that they, they add... There's basically half an hour added to this movie of unnecessary crap, so... If you've ever wanted to know how Rafiki learns about Simba rather than just simply having a vision in a coconut shell, uh, there's a piece of hair that gets fluffed from Simba and basically ends up in a poo and then just flows out. That scene goes on for about 10 minutes. It's ridiculous. Uh, you need added exposition of why Nala ends up in Hakuna Matata land, so she's sneaking around from Scar and all this sort of stuff. There's added battles at the end because Nala's fighting against the another hyena who's been interested like i i don't care that i'm spoiling this movie i really do not care because this movie is shit do not see it um it's just it's it's oh you were about to say something about beyonce i was just gonna point out the change in accent from when nella is a little lion to a big lion i don't know it's probably the most non-offensive way i can say that i had a very hard time with that because and i'm not saying this in a racial way I'm just saying that she doesn't sound the same and uh, basically you know what I mean? like to put it this not it's, uh, this isn't a racial she, thing you legitimately I think I, I know what you're saying the younger Nala doesn't necessarily sound African-American or obviously Beyonce is but looking at the the actress who plays young Nala um, and I'm going to probably butcher her name here too. Shahadi Wright Joseph is African American. She apparently uh, was young Nala uh, on the um, on the Broadway production of it. But like, yeah, I not that that matters. I just I just, I know what you're trying to say. Like, there is definitely her voice. 
adult Nala's voice sounds a big change from young Nala's voice. It just takes away from the illusion. Yeah. In a bit of a jarring way. Yeah. I think, as I said, there are so many great actors in this film, but they just, like, they just all sound like they're phoning it in, and it's just frustrating. And I think, too, that you're so connected to the original voice cast, you know, Matthew Broderick, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you know, uh, Rowan Atkinson, um, you know, Nathan Lane, uh, Jeremy Irons, so many of these iconic, and they made these parts their own. And to me, sometimes in this movie, you, you've got these people trying to do a very poor impersonation of these and trying to add their unique touch. Like, Scar, to me, just, it's it's not the same. Like, Scar is such a campy, over-the-top villain. He's almost like a Bond villain in the original who has fun and just, you know, it's just he's evil but fun. Whereas this Scar is meant to be so much more darker and, like, brutal and all this sort of stuff. But, like, it just, it's not the same. Um, I'm a massive, massive John Oliver fan. I absolutely love the man. I think he's intelligent. He's funny. He's smart. I love his TV show. And I've seen him act before. Like, I love Guru. Not a popular film, but he's funny in the Love Guru. Like, he's he's actually funny. He Even he sounds like he's just phoning it in in this movie and just, like, absolutely just doesn't work, which I hate saying that because I love the man so much. Uh, the guy who plays Rafiki, John Carney, like, Rafiki is just turned into just no point of Rafiki in this movie. Just ridiculous. Uh, Timon and Pumba, like, I mean, I love Seth Rogen. He brings what he can to Pumba, but I, I did see somebody's um, feedback, basically, on Pumba looking way too realistic. Like, this guy's got diseases and things like that. I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, and, and then Timon, Billy, um, I, I, you know, I cannot say that I'm really bad at pronunciations today. Just, just no, like it just, just didn't work. It just, oh, I am so mad about this movie. So mad. The songs are terrible. Even the opening moments from the, ha, someone, yeah. And then you start hearing a different version of Circle of Life, you know, oh God, this is crap. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Um, and the, the one that makes me the most mad, the best song, the best song from the original, one of the greatest Disney songs of all time, Be Prepared, is turned into, like, slam poetry that's over in 20 seconds. Oh, and then the other great scene, um, ah, uh, yeah, can, yup, yup, for some bacon, yup, yup, oh, it's a big pig, you can be a big pig too. Oi, the hula hoop, they, they literally market their own movies and go, oh, ha, ha, lol, let's make this a song from Beauty and the Beast and start singing Be Mike, it's not funny. You, I mean, you kind of appreciate that because you like Beauty and the Beast, right? I enjoyed it, but I missed the bacon song. Oh, like, I was singing that the other night. We were making bacon or something, and you were like, oh, that's from Lucky. I'm literally going, ha, ha, bacon, yep, yep, for some bacon, yep, yep. Um, oh, my God. And if you ever need a reason to to dislike Disney and basically see what they're doing and and that the state of movies we live in right now there are no original ideas just Disney have just completely taken a dump over one of the greatest things they've ever produced and I said in my post the other day on Facebook that I wish I could boycott them because I'm so mad about this I'm so mad but I can't boycott Disney because they fucking own everything I couldn't go see Star Wars I could never see a Marvel movie again um <laughs> You probably like that though, wouldn't you? You're like, oh great, we don't have to go see all these movies. Although you kind of like the Marvel movies. 
Oh, I'm just, I'm mad. It's taking me two days to get to this point where I can see this. But, like, I have never, ever, on the Oz Network, even uh, when it comes to um, Dirty Dancing, a movie that I was very angry. I've seen it. Mallory showed me a picture. I, I saw that, like, two days ago, but thank you for sharing it. I appreciate it. It's funny. Um, <laughs> she's showing me a picture of Canadians. It's it's. It's funny. It is funny. It's got Justin Bieber and it's got Donald Trump. You go for it. Okay, so there's five pictures in a row. It's Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, Seth Rogen, Justin Bieber, and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. So on the Ryan Gosling, it says, thank you. Next one, Ryan Reynolds says, for being. Next one, Seth Rogen says, a great. Next one, Justin Bieber says, not you. And then Donald, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland says, Canadian. So it says, thank you for being a great Canadian, but it says, not you on the Justin Bieber picture. Um, yeah, as I said, two days I've been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> I love her. Don't worry. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. I really did. I, you, it's funny you mentioned Ryan Gosling. I think I said on my Facebook post, like, these lines have as much expression in their face as Ryan Gosling, like, does, basically. Um, oh, like, oh, that's what I was saying. Never have I ever on this show told a person or told our listeners not to see a movie like, even Dirty Dancing, which I hated, it was terrible. The Emoji Movie, I hated, it was terrible. We're, we've constantly had a list of worst movies ever on this show from our own personal opinions. And I am right now saying, without a shadow of a doubt, this is the worst movie I've ever seen since The Oz Network has been a thing. I'm not even just saying that to try and create whatever. But I, I implore our listeners, who are listener, not even plural, I implore our listener... Uh, Chris Dixon, if you're listening to this, do not go and see this movie because you're going to spend like 15 bucks to sit in a movie theater to see 85% of a film that you already know and love with a couple of extra added bits to make you go and buy Beyonce's new album, to hear wooden acting, to see weird facial expressions. Like, you're better off going to Africa. You're better off buying a $1,000 plane ticket, going out to Africa and seeing these things in person because they would roar and look like they're talking and it would be more believable and you would you would hear Matthew Broderick's voice coming from it and and look at a meerkat and think it's nathan lane i don't know but like just don't waste your money on this film go and, what else is at the movies at the moment mallory like uh that yesterday's at the movies the spider-man still at the movies uh i mean look toy story 4 had a rubbish ending but i would go and see men in black international over this film like that it was like wouldn't. you wouldn't i wouldn't you, like i would go and see that stupid Fast and Furious movie that's about to come out over this movie, the Shaw and Hobbs or whatever the hell it is, like, like I, I said to Mallory when we left this movie, I will never watch this movie again. It, it is, it is that bad. Yes. Yes. Um. Just. <laughs> this has really been a bad year for movies. Can we just point out we have not like. What have we seen this? Oh, it's obviously summer in the north part of the world. They call it the summer blockbusters part of the year. Outside of Rocket Man and in and Infinity War or Endgame, whatever it was called, Shazam was good. Um, have we actually seen a movie this year that we've gone, wow, that was really good? They, they were the only three that I can think of that we've even bought this year in our rankings. Mm. Yeah, I can't even think of any. I, I, it's not been a good year for movies. It really hasn't. I'm just I'm looking here through some of the ones that we would have seen this year. Um, I mean, look, you know, if we go back to our Oscar month, but that exactly they weren't movies released this year as such. 
Um, yeah, it's not been a very good year for movies, so uh, not looking good probably uh, for old uh, Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine coming out later this year. Um, yeah, I think I've had my nice little rant. Um, Mallory, when it comes to this movie, uh, what are we doing with it? Are we buying it, renting it, or bidding it? Is this a real question? It is. I have to ask it. It's, it's law. We're, we're binning it. There is a bin, then underneath it there's like the trash, then there's the ground, and then there's like, there's, there's Dirty Dancing, there's the Emoji Movie, then you dig down even further, uh, and then there's like lots of shit, and then there's more shit, and there's more shit, and then there's this movie. This is pure bin, um, like bin beyond bin, and I, I sound like I'm a New Zealander trying to pronounce my name right now, but it's... it's <laughs> Don't see, do not see this movie. I, I implore you, do not see this movie, all right? Don't. Don't see it. I said I will never see another Disney live-action movie again because they, I'm sick of them suckering us into this crap. I, I, I wasn't sucking into this crap until this year when we had to do the month, and I'm probably going to have to go see Mulan next year, but it's going to ruin another one of my bloody favorite movies. But it's not based on that, Mulan. It's still called Mulan. It's by Disney. Okay. Oh, Lord. Um, don't see this movie. All right. So, uh, in terms of spoiler-free reviews, um, I think we've kind of done our bit now for a while. I'm not too sure what Colin's got planned on his side of things. Uh, possibly might go and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm intrigued to see that one. So, watch this space. We might add that one to the list. But outside of that, uh, I think we've still got Joker to come this year. Uh, obviously, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. You'll be hearing our Terminator uh, recaps in the lead-up to that one. And then the big one, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. We've started recording the episodes. <laughs> we've got ten of them to get through. We're nearly done with two of them. Uh, Mallory, you've watched two of them. Just a brief uh, thought process on Star Wars. Are you, are you getting excited for Episode Nine? having seen, uh, what's that, like uh, a fifth of them? No. <laughs> you like them, though. I need a few more movies to get excited, I think. But you enjoyed the first two. Yeah, but I just need some more time. Mallory likes Jar Jar. Can you give me a Jar Jar impersonation? No. Misa called Jar Jar Binks. Beautiful. You don't want to do that? No. Just want to know a little bit? No. Give me a Chewbacca impersonation. <laughs> she needs to watch more Star Wars. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope my duty has been fulfilled for you and I've saved you your 15 bucks at the movies or whatever it costs. Like, I don't know. It's probably more than that. Uh, what do we pay? Like 12 bucks here? It's, I think it's like 16 or 18 bucks. So that's even more expensive today. Don't go. See, it's like 20 New Zealand dollars. All right? That's um, That's a lot of money in New Zealand, apparently. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels. Stay tuned for all our other uh, exciting movies that are coming out. I just said that, didn't I? Terminator, they start in September, as does Star Wars. That starts around September, October as well. So um, about a month or so break, I believe, until some of our full recaps. I think Colin's got a few things planned as well with Rossi, so stay tuned with that. Uh, outside of that, in terms of our TV ones, Third Watch is on Wednesday. Lost is returning on a Monday. We just had about a week or so off, and it's coming back as well. Some Australian Survivor stuff coming up throughout the new season as well. And uh, Colin, no doubt, has some random rewatches and that. And Flashback Fridays every Friday, uh, an old school Survivor Oz episode for you every Friday as well. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben, and just don't see this movie, Raw. My name is Mallory, and are we?
Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.